Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Hey guys, this is Suzanne Gallagher with Parents' Rights in Education. We have a great guest today. April Bailey is a mom and a resident in Tillamook, Oregon, the Nestucca School District on the Oregon coast. Lately, she has uncovered some fascinating information we will discuss over the next few days. We pre-record and edit our podcasts so you hear the most pertinent information. Listen to our conversation as April introduces herself. Suzanne, I'm very excited to be talking to you, trying to get these issues out because so many people are just totally unaware. So I grew up in Nestucca School District. Um, so I've lived here for about 35 years and I've mostly homeschooled my children. I am a certified teacher um, and I did my student teaching in Nestucca School District and I've coached with them. I've substituted them. I'm well aware of um, our district and our community. And I love our district and our community. Um, about three years ago, we hired a new superintendent. And um, I was concerned because I knew her politics comes right into the classroom. Um, and so that was my first concern is that I knew that. I, I, I mentored teachered under her. Um, and so the problem I saw is that that politics would go into the classroom. And unfortunately, it has. And it then extended to the whole school district via the school board. So uh, most recently- Let's just stop there for a yes. second because we uh, just finished with the school board election in the state of Oregon. You talked about your superintendent and, and how she now is influencing the board. Yes. And um, that we need to understand that, that yes. if we had a different board, we probably yes. wouldn't even be on this, <laughs> on this well, call, would we? And, and let me be clear, um, so I was not in the school district last year. We were in uh, Southern California for a school year for my husband to attend Bible college. Um, mm -hmm. So even though I'm very concerned about the board and I'm often the only community member at the board meetings, which I find very sad. Um, I know it's sad. Um, I could not hardly recruit anybody to run. Um, I was very particular who I asked, but I said, please, you know, ask people if you know. And so I got one lady to run, one great uh, former teacher uh, who volunteered to run. She did lose um, and she lost to a handpicked person by the superintendent. So, yeah, it was disappointing um, like you, but we had four positions available and I only got one person to run. Wow. 
totally frustrating. Um, I was not eligible. And um, yeah, it's a super frustrating thing. I, I do realize parents are busy. Um, but you know, these issues are going to affect their children directly and very quickly, we're going to see some things come into the schools that I think they're really not aware about as far as health issues. Although I really want to focus on the, um, the critical race theory today, but yeah, we're going to be seeing some interesting things. Well, awful things as far as health, because they're, they're trying to bring a mobile health unit onto district property soon. We have to. Yeah. Okay. County. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't know what that means, uh, if people don't have the background uh, from Southern California last year, we found out that meant Planned Parenthood was on the campus and they supply not only abortions and birth control, but transgender drugs all can happen without the parents' permission. So and that's just taking place in the, in the metropolitan areas, in right. the Portland area. And we do feature um, all of the laws that have been passed in yes. to make it legal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So most recently, um, a lot of school boards from either Oregon School Board Association or from the state ODE, Oregon Department of Education, have passed a whole new slew of policies. Um, they like to do it in big groups, right? And these policies range from anything like um, threats of violence, which now exclude parents from being notified that their kid threatened violence at school, to, um, to identifying uh, people of different ethnicities, non-white, as at being higher risk for suicide, okay? Um, it also adopted the bias incident. If you haven't heard of that, the state legislature just adopted that. And it's going, it calls for like um, banning of symbols of hate, like the Confederate flag. Um, and then it goes on and through some other policies, it um, makes it so that if you, if any student, uh, professes something that's offensive to another student. Say a first grader makes fun of another first grader's hair or skin color. That is a that is an event that is something they're doing against the whole population. Okay. So okay, you know, if so for instance, when I was in fourth grade, a boy said I looked like my skin was made of poop in someone's underwear. Okay, because I had dark skin. <laughs> it bothered me for a long time. But you know, it's kids just say things, right? And they're not, they don't even know what they're doing. No. So I just took it personal and it was personal. Right. But now we've expanded that to mean that he is acting against the whole brown skin population when he says that to me as a fourth grader. So those are the issues we're facing. And not only did they pass these policies with no questions asked by the school board members, they did it in a consent agenda. And if you don't know what consent agenda means, it means they don't talk about it in public. They don't read the policies out loud. And um, they never converse with you in public about these policies. And they did it in consent agenda. Um, and it was done. So, so they basically, the board passed it illegally. Well, they did not follow protocol. They didn't follow protocol. I, I think in this case, they, they did it illegally. They have passed uh, policies illegally, like the, the consent the comprehensive health oh. policies, those were illegal. They did not post those online for parents to see um, before, for anyone to see. I barely got them before the meeting. For citizens, it should be public. Right, they did not do that in that case. That was uh, June of 2018. But this one, and um, I believe it was in April, they passed it, consent agenda. Nobody, 
I don't even know if they read them. I mean, honestly, I don't know that they read them. And, and can you um, confirm for me what it, what is the name of it? I thought I heard you say bias. What, what well, is there's about five or six policies that were that came down. One is bias incidents. Bias. Yes, uh, that was a bill that went through the legislature, uh, passed by my representative. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sponsored by him. He's very proud of it. Uh, so that's the one that bans hate symbols. Okay. Um, hate symbols. Right. Uh, the other one is, I think, I believe it's the bias incident response. Um, and again, that's the one where we're taking what one student says against another student and making it about a whole population of students. And then that student has to be trained. I'm not sure they're even going to notify parents. Yeah, I oh, know. They're going to deprogram them. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And who does that? I would assume the counselor. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know. Um, without a parent present. Oh, no. Parents' and, knowledge. No. No. In fact, the parents do not have to now be notified of basically anything, uh, whether it's, uh, again, threats of violence or like whether they're dealing with counseling. They don't want to talk to you about whether a kid is in counseling or not. Oh. That's a new policy. But, uh, there's a whole new framework for student counseling. That's something parents should look at. In our school district and in a lot of school districts now, that means pre-K because we have it. We own, we run the preschool in our district. Pre-K. Okay. Pre-K. Yes. Through 12th grade. So like yes. three. Yes. Beginning yes. at age three. Okay. Guys, are you hearing this? Yeah. Beginning at age three. Yeah. Yeah. So with those policies, the night they passed those, they brought on a lady that talked about a program that's being, um, peddled through our Northwest ESD. Uh, Northwest ESD is in several counties in and, Oregon. And what does ESD stand for? Okay, it's the Educational Service District. Now, ESD does a lot of things. Uh, if you're a homeschooler like me, you uh, file with them to register as a homeschooler. Uh, sometimes they ask for tests for uh, from us. They do testing, they do um, identification of pre-K student uh, disabilities. They do a lot of those things. And now they have a new program uh, called Future Diverse Educators, okay? And that was presented at our school board meeting the night they passed those policies. And- Future Diverse? Yes, educators. So the program's to recruit new teachers, which sounds like a great idea, right? Right, sure. Sounds like a great idea. Teachers. Except, okay? And I have this slide to prove this, even though no one will answer questions. They only want students that are culturally or linguistically diverse. Nobody else may apply. Now, nobody in the school board or the district or Northwest ESD will answer me what that means. Not one person. <laughs> they are not willing to answer to me. So they, they do not tell me. They can't yeah. define it. They don't have it. If they had it in writing somewhere, the definition. And you know, when it comes to law, yes, it's we're a usually in in the in the law. What whenever there is a word that is um, not not commonly used, commonly right. understood, there is a definition or a description of that word. What it means. Yes. It's a yes. culturally and, and linguistically. Yes. Diverse. So they they 
nobody will answer, but it was pretty much presented as something to go to students who were not white. I mean, that was pretty much the words. And the people who, so again, this is coming from ESD. So part of the thing the school hides behind when you ask them questions is, oh, that's from ESD. We don't have that information. Oh. But if you call your ESD, everyone has an ESD in their area where Northwest ESD, nobody answers phones right now because of COVID. Nobody answers their phones. I can barely get an email back hmm. from anyone, even the director of the programs. Anyways, if you look on ESD, you will also find out they are now anti-racist, which all of us should signify racism. Okay. If you don't haven't read Ibram X Kendi or those people pushing anti-racism, it's basically going, to, they basically argue that it's okay to be racist against white people, whatever white means, because they have been the oppressors. Correct. And, and of course, other people, whatever that means, again, um, they are the victims. Right. And in Oregon, that is um, uh, been adopted. Yes. Universally throughout the state by yes. the Oregon Department of Education. Yes. And it is uh, embraced by most school districts. Christopher Rufo just published an excellent article and I am going to share that on the podcast, you know, get ready for it because he uses three different school districts all in Oregon, Tiger Tualatin, Beaverton and Portland. So this critical race theory, it, we are calling it racist anti-racism curriculum. Right. And it's also anti-American. Yes, ma'am. And on our homepage, we have an icon that says, no, no, no way. You guys want to click on that because there are tools that you can use in your local school districts to collect signatures and go to the school district. A lot of schools and, and other, other organizations uh, within Parents' Rights in Education, including Arizona and Texas, are pushing back big time. And this is Scottsdale, Arizona, and also Fort Worth, Texas. And they, they're, they're not happy. They're, they are confronting the school board. So you guys, I mean, not be nice any longer. <laughs> the ESD now has embraced it. Their focus is recruiting future teachers. Yes, ma'am. And it's kind of creepy, honestly. Uh, so one of the things they do is develop relationships. I also have not been told what that means. I mean, Personally, I was a little off put because I'm like, what do you mean you're developing relationships with students? What does that mean? Supposedly, part of it is helping these students get through testing needed for college enrollment, um, helping them get scholarships, which, by the way, are mostly in my 75% white school district, mostly geared towards minorities now, almost all of them. Um, white kids need not apply. In fact, two years ago when my daughter was graduating our homeschool, we went to the graduation. She was awarded no scholarships. Fine. You can apply through them through your school usually. Um, almost all of the winners were culturally or linguistically diverse, which is fine, except for I knew there were a lot of students that should have been eligible for things that were not eligible. They weren't even geared towards anyone else. I have heard of this. Uh, it's discrimination basically yes. against whites. And I've heard of this in my own family where our uh, two of our grandchildren are twins uh, in yes. the Tarleton School District, and they were discriminated against for class that was offered in the summer. I, I don't know what the subject matter was, but uh, my daughter-in-law was not happy about it. She said, 
you know, we work really hard and, and they have four children. And so they have a lot of overhead. Okay. Yeah. But they did not qualify for any, um, any financial break at all for this class. And, and they have twins, but other children, because they were Hispanic, were able to take the class free. Right. And, and obviously you and I are for education of all of our citizens. Okay. We yeah. don't have a problem with that. But the problem is, is now to exclude people. That is the problem. We are excluding people. And to do it to children, I am so angry. Part, I mean, my background is a lot. I've done a lot of children's ministry. Okay. And as a Christian, I find it completely offensive that you would attack children. And then also try to, by telling them that they're oppressors or victims, both is very, very dangerous for a person's well-being and in their growth and in their education. How ridiculous. And their whole self-perception. Uh, Yes. About, about who they are, their self-confidence, yes. right? Their, their their hope. You were stealing their hope for the ones that are that were telling them that they're oppressed. In fact, yes. uh, the, the the minorities that I know uh, who are involved in parents' rights in education, they are so against it, even much more so than um, the white population, because yes. they don't want their kids to be told that they're oppressed. Yeah, they want to believe that they have every opportunity that is available to anyone. And, you know, a success, a lot of our success is that if it's really so much about our attitude and our yes. confidence and our understanding that we have to work hard, but that we do have opportunity. Thank you to April Bailey for this spirited conversation regarding critical race theory in the public schools in Oregon. We will take it up again next time. We make things easy for you at Parents' Rights in Education, and we'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? Any donation, large or small, is a help. We are a 501c3 organization, and that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount that you give to PRE. I encourage you to join the PRE 12 by 12 Club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you'll receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the Donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and for helping us do what we do here. This is Parents' Rights. <laughs>